You're listening to Al Yoshi Diddy Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi and Lilith Arvai. Right, hey everyone, this is Yoshi. I'm recording from Lower East Side, and uh, I'm uh, very happy to be here. My uh, younger brother's friend, Jesse Edwards, a uh, very talented uh, artist, uh, graffiti artist, and also ceramic artist as well. And uh, he's very busy, and he was kind enough to um, give me a little bit of time to uh, talk about his work and his background. So I'm very happy to be here. Um, uh, so. Jesse, thank, thanks for doing this. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your uh, time and your patience and your interest. And um, my, my brother's been raving about your work for, like, uh, for, you know, for years. And uh, Oh, yeah, Yoshi's great. We love Yoshi. So um, before we talk about your background, how did you meet my – because my brother's a skateboarder. He yeah, had, oh, yeah. I've known Yoshi for ever since. For a long time, ever since I was a teenager, uh, skateboarding. He was a uh, skateboarder at the uh, in uh, the '90s, in the early '90s. There was a place we would uh, congregate and, and uh, skateboard. It was called Westlake Center. It yeah. was in Seattle, Washington, and uh, we would come from the north. And Yoshi was like a South Ender. He'd come come in from Tacoma, and uh, everybody'd hang out in the city, and. Uh, there was the Tacoma sets and the U District sets and the North North End. The Tacoma dudes were pretty much the gnarliest, though. Uh, there were, and Yoshi was uh, one of the uh, skateboarders. He was he was a legend back then, and he had like bleach blonde hair, and he's just kind of funny. But he was always pretty gnarly. Yeah, I remember when he turned twenty one. He got us all forties and stuff. And yeah. Oh, so you, you've known him for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And you were already the artist at that time? Uh, I just a tagger. Okay. Yeah, yeah I draw and stuff, but I didn't. You know, I really got serious about trying to figure out how to do art when I was about um twenty years old. Prior to that, I draw and stuff, but that's when I was around twenty, I started going to school and stuff for it. But you know, prior to that, I just do tagging and stuff. I I was doing that since I was like thirteen. <laughs> Well, when did you know that, like, damn it, I'm, I'm actually talented at this? Uh, well. Did you know it, or was it like people were telling, like, wow. It, it's, it's basically, it's something I enjoy doing, and then yeah. I'd always get a positive reaction from people saying, like, oh, that's cool, you should, why don't you go to, uh, be an artist or something? Yeah. You know, in high school, that's how it was. It's like my art teacher was always really supportive. He's like, oh, you're like this, you're, you're, you're very gifted, and, uh. He'd hype up my mom, and my mom would be like really hyped up. And I'd always hyped up on my mom as an artist, as a kid. Like she'd draw stuff. I was like always so so incredibly proud of her. So you know, I get out in the real world, and then I was you know going to the little art galleries. I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. And then I'd go in and be like, no, they'd be like, no, no, go to art school or something, get out of here. And then so I was like going to community college just because you know they always stay say stay in school. So it's like I was like, all right, I'll just do what they tell me. So I'd stay in school till I was figured out that you know i'm gonna try and go to be an artist because like these people are selling their work for four thousand dollars whatever downtown it's just like some some crap yeah it's not, i'm not saying crap because it's not it's like marks on a canvas but it's not marks that are like particularly skillful or um cre- require great intelligence and uh did, so, did, did, sorry to interrupt um do you come from a family of art artists? Well, no, or? I don't come from a family of artists. My dad was a Vietnam War veteran. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of lived in isolation ever since we were like six. But my mom, she used to draw when I was a kid, and she'd draw like wildlife pictures and stuff. So it's like, as a real youngster, my mom would make a, made a huge impression on me because I was just mm-hmm. so proud of her. I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to be like that. You know what I mean? So she was the more encouraging one. Absolutely. Yeah, my mom, she was, I, I was always super proud of her, and uh, I thought the world of her. So, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's just beautiful. 
So it just made a huge impact on my uh, subconscious. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, there's many things I regret as a kid, and I wish I was more supportive of my brother. I didn't understand the whole... His homosexuality thing? No. <laughs> That's I'm okay with. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm like, God, you're going to get me in trouble with my brother. No, um, I guess I didn't understand the whole skateboard graffiti culture, you know. And um, at the time, I was, you know, I was, both of us were illegal aliens, so I was just paranoid getting kicked out. That was more than anything. I was trying to protect my brother. I didn't want him to get in trouble for that. And I tried to do skateboarding one time. I feel nice. like, fuck this. I just no, I, I don't have a tolerance for that kind of pain, but you know he, he did that, and I knew he was interested in graffiti art. Yeah, Yoshi's a, Yoshi's a legend. Like he, he as as far as skateboarding, he's like total innovator. Yeah, he's a very creative skateboarder. He's very good at what he does. But as far as graffiti, like the graffiti artists, like actually actually know how to tag and mm-hmm. do it skillfully. I have great respect for Yoshi because he's really uh, he's really good at it. it <laughs> He's like as far as having tag styles, yeah, a unique t- style of graffiti. He, uh, he, he's really good at like an LA, uh, like tag banger style. Yeah, but it's like really dope. <laughs> he's really good at it. Like, well, there, there's a skate park that I just went like uh, ten days ago in Seattle, and my brother drew um, uh, twelve men for the Seahawks on the side of it. Yeah, and, and then he told me that the whole point was if you put something pro Seattle. People are not inclined to fuck with their park, and I think it's true. Like you know, a lot of people like Seahawks right now, but I, I didn't know um, how serious my brother was in, like art. Cause no, he, he's got great street cred. He's legit. Like mm-hmm. I like know like uh, graffiti artists that are like very prolific, and they're all about just being like as criminal as possible and, yeah. and like being dope. But it's like they they respect Yoshi. Like he's really he's really respected. Like graffiti artist <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I remember yeah. like seeing the first time he did it yeah it's because you know we'd all tag and we'd all hang out at the graffiti walls and then you know, I'm like damn he's mad good at that stuff so it's, it's cool to see so tagging is your way for you to promote your name right That's, yeah it's just fun yeah it's but you know it could get taken really seriously but you know some people are good at it and some people aren't Yoshi's like got a very like gangster yeah style it, and he's it's dope it's like a hardcore it's not like some happy hip hop shit it's right. like super gnarly gangster cholo graffiti hand style it's it's, it's in you know it's, it's dope it, it's mad good so here you are obviously you're born with this talent and you're drawing as a no, kid no I wasn't really born I practiced you practiced okay yeah you know I'm not like I'm not like I know people are born with talent right and it's a shame to see what they've done with their lives. Right. Like I have to work for what I have. Right. Like I'm not like I had to learn all everything the hard way. It's like a skill, you know what I mean? Like practice and stuff and learning. Right. It's like it wasn't like it's like it's it's like here you it's I had to work and learn how to do the shit and it took a long time. It it it's uh it's hard to do. When so you work really hard. Yeah, I work every day. It's like it's just kind of like a routine. Okay, so it's almost like being an athlete. You 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 get you work really hard. Your hand-eye coordination. You draw yeah, things all the time. Totally, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like totally like anything. Any it's like a, any skill. You know, it's like you, you don't you get it through practice, and right. Training, you know, and re- repetition, doing it over and over, like being a musician or something. It's 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 not like something that's just like easy. Well, that's. The, that's what I like about oil painting because it's never easy. Right. It's it's not like graffiti where graffiti is like you get the you get the moves you get the brush strokes down. Right. And then you know you can uh, uh, you know you got the moves you you got it down. But oil painting is about studying something and it is some it's about something that's outside your head, not something that's inside your head. Like the style I do is like I'll look at something and to to communicate that image to someone else. In a convincing manner, it takes a lot of work, and uh, that's where the beauty in the work comes in. Because through the hard work, then you create something that's beautiful. Right. And it's, it's, if it's hard to do, then you're doing something right. You know? Oh, make, make sure to have the mic closed. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah, that's sorry. okay. Um, so, you know, I've never done graffiti stuff. Let me let me ask you: Was it scary? I'm trying to figure out like what it is like when you're a young teenage kid when you do the graffiti stuff because 
you know, even as a kid, you probably knew if you get caught, there's consequences. Yeah, that's the fun. It wouldn't be fun if it wasn't a risk, you know what I mean? So there's a big thrill doing that. Yeah, it's like you got away with something. Did yeah. you ever get caught? Uh, I never got charged or anything until I got out to New York. And then at, uh, I had an opening at a museum last year. Oh, this is recent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been... I've... I, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I, no, okay. Like, so, so as a kid, you never got caught? I got caught, but never never ran through the system. When okay. I got out here, I did some uh, graffitis up in uh, Mamaroneck, which is uh, this uh, town up north. And then they ended up, like, pretending they were art collectors. Yeah. And going through this gallery, trying to, like, meet me and stuff. Yeah. Like, these cops were so... so they are smart enough, I guess, to get what they wanted. But they uh, they raised some suspicions along the way that they're, that's who they were. Right. Because they're talking to this gallery, like, yeah, we want to meet the artist to see if we can get a better price on a painting. Like, yeah, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> but finally they caught up to me at the opening of, yeah. the, of this Museum of Sex show. And the, is, they wait, started. wait, so you were tagging the area? It, no, the, it was an investigation. Oh. So it was detectives. I see. Yeah. And it was just like some stupid wall that had as much graffiti as you see down here yeah. on the side of the road. But they had a camera. And and uh, and then they just, you know, did their research and they figured out what, what was what. And then, you know, they had me on a camera and they're like, oh, so that's you. I'm like, no, not me. Yeah. <laughs> but but I had to plead it out. But, yeah. It, it was strange because I think two years ago, I think uh, Mocha had an uh, artful um, street artist, uh, graffiti art, and um, I, I'm sure there had something to do with politics because my friend David Cho, a famous graffiti artist in yeah, LA. Yeah, he's very well known. But he couldn't get in because there was some kind of clicky thing where they didn't like him or something. They were hating on Mr. Cho? Yeah, so he, couldn't, he didn't have his art on uh, for that Mocha. So I didn't go because, you know, he's my friend and like, you're not going to put his shit. I'm not going to watch. That's very quickly. Yeah. And it was so funny because right outside the Mocha building, people were putting tags. Was that prior to his success with Facebook or afterwards? This is before. I guess afterward, but that the Facebook stuff wasn't publicly known at huh. the time. This is only like last year. And uh, I don't know what happened exactly. He should have been in that because I know a number of artists that were in that show that have not, absolutely nothing to do with street art. Like Ed yeah. Templeton, like, w he doesn't do graffiti. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I uh, questioned him about it yeah. by the internet. I'm like, help me understand, why are you in the show? Yeah. He's like, oh, they invited me. I'm like, okay, you know, you, that's cool. I would be a part of it too, but as far as me, from a critical aspect... He has no place in that exhibition, and uh, the relevance of his work is isn't yeah isn't there for me in that show. You know that's a wonderful opportunity for him, but as a spectator and a person who's actually like you know put in work, it's like, dude, come on. It, 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 it is strange <laughs> because I'm sure art business, like any other business, there's politics and some people Re favor. Uh, dude, like, I've been having an art studio in the basement of a modern art gallery here yeah. in New York City, and I'm a realist painter. Yeah. I'm not a realist painter. I am a painter that, you know, does representationalist type yeah. uh, work, but I also have, like, conceptual uh, uh, content. Um, like, I'll, I'll set up a still life, but it's like I've seen the politics. Dude. Right. I've seen, I know it. I've, I can, I... I, I know how things are. I like I've I've worked for Chuck Close. I used to drive Chuck Close around, and I pissed him off one night because uh, he uh, wanted to go to. Well, I had an art show opening, so I'm like, oh, the person, the girl calls me, like, hey, we're doing an art show. Uh, it's a fun one for you. It's at the Metropolitan Opera, uh, and then I'm like, oh, cool. I have an, I have an opening myself next right. week. Can I hand out some flyers at the exhibition? She's like, yeah, do whatever you want. And then I was like, hand out a few. And then Chuck sees me hand out one to some guy. And he's so first of all, sorry, I, you know, I'm not as adept as you are in art. Who, who is he and, and how? Chuck Close is yeah. uh, one of the world's most uh, famous artists. Uh, he's a... Uh, is he a graffiti artist? Or? No, he's, he's like a 
70-something-year-old man. He's okay. crippled. He uh, is a hyper-realist painter, but then he had, like, uh, some health issues, and uh, he ended up in a wheelchair, and he had to, like, paint using his mouth. He, he's he's a very big-timer. Okay, so you were working for him. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he ended up uh, getting upset with me for handing out these flyers, and then he just, for the next 20 minutes on the ride home, he just kind of, Explained a lot of things like mad as shit. <laughs> I mean, like, look, this is a cool town. You got to be cool, and, and like, but you know, everything he said really rings true, especially if you're coming from the bottom. Yeah. But 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 I have to ask you, like, somebody must give him chance to do stuff too. Like, you gotta you gotta get that break. Yeah, but like. Is it was it really that big a deal for you to pass out? Uh, I mean, no, it wasn't. I don't think it is. I, but to I him, mean, was he threatened by your pamphlet? No, no, he he lost it. But I swear to God, he flipped out on me for twenty minutes. Yeah, just raging about how how I was just like fresh off the turnip truck or whatever. So what, in that situation, what do you do? Because you don't want to. You don't do anything. You can't really do anything, right? Because you don't. He's a very prominent. I'm sure. Yeah, his like, words probably carry a lot of. Uh, yeah, pull. absolutely. So you kind of take a verbal abuse from him. You, you take, but you know, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get to where you want to be." And like, la di da da. And then did he help you? No. I come time to do something, I catch him, catch him again, and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I was like, you, you know, I'm only approaching you because you said that you yeah. would help me. Like, I would never approach yeah. you to." do anything like this except I autograph a t-shirt you know what I mean he's like oh, well I'm but whatever I, God bless him he, I don't even want to go on about me. this this shit happened whether in art music or stand up yeah. comedy like you don't even ask people offer stuff okay so like I didn't even ask and I've been in this situation I have many friends in that situation too you didn't even ask for things they offered to help you then when you ask yeah, reminding them they act like they either get angry or pretend like they never offered that help. You know, it's very, it's very strange to me how often that yeah. Kind of shit the, the thing is, you just got to stick to yourself, you know, and, mm -hmm. and make make stuff, and uh, and then you know if you're blessed, someday things will click. And th luckily, things have been clicking for me lately. So moving to New York City was good. Yeah, it was gnarly. I I just showed up out here because this gallery was selling my ceramics. Okay online or in their shop and then somehow I I had nowhere else to go it was the middle of December I, and then in the morning and then luckily one of the assistants comes through and I'm like, this is December 2011 yeah okay and then somehow I like ended up just getting a studio space in the basement because it was all it was a huge space it's all barren and I just right. tug toughed it out you know i had one show and then i had another little show and then i i got lucky to be a part of a painting show where they had this installation and then it's just somehow i just survived the the, the way i survived is that i just work and mind my own business right as soon as you start meddling and shit shit like you just got to mind your own businesses that in in work and and uh did but it's it's so much more of that you have to be in the right place. You have right. to know the right people. Yeah, like if you want to have like actual success. But the beauty, you know, I could go to the park and paint and I get paid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't need to have somebody promoting me and pushing my work. I can do painting from life. And right. I, you know, people understand and appreciate that shit, and I survived by doing it by myself all the way up to you know being thirty-five. You know what I mean? Right. But now I've got people that are starting to take interest in me and they're helping me. But, yo, I made it on my own, like, without the help from anybody. Yeah. And uh, except for the Internet, because, you know, out in Seattle, we, like, you're, the window to the world is, like, the Internet. For sure. So I learned about some search engine optimization and uh, I made a graffiti artist for hire website. Yeah. And I got some hits off that, and I ended up charging some people about uh, five thousand dollars for some pieces. Right. And that helped me. And then I did some paintings. I used to do. I was really into Dave Chappelle, the comedian, for a while. And I did like these Tyrone Bigham's paintings, 
and I sold. I love the Chappelle stuff. I I have a friend named Russell Peters, which I was talking yeah, to a friend recently. They're very close friends, and I met him years ago in Aspen. Couldn't be a nicer person. Hilarious. Dude, he he's very nice. I mean, yeah. he's, 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 he's jacked just, now. Have you yeah. seen him? He's been put on weight. Chappelle's like on smash. <laughs> he was really I mean, he's heavier or he's been working out? Yeah, he's been working out. Oh, wow. Like, he was slim in his videos. Now he's, For sure. He's like a big athlete now. It's like, whoa. It's interesting. I, th- I think his wife is Filipino. He li- he's got a huge farm in Ohio someplace. And then his parents, if I remember right, are both professors or something. They come from a very, very smart, funny family. And it uh, sounds like he's he, he's... He comes from a very supportive family, you know. But, yeah, he's hilarious. And uh, I, I, my brother showed me it because he said, like, oh, you'd like Dave Chappelle? I'm like, yeah. And then he showed me your yeah. work. Yeah, I watched that stuff. And I just lost my mind. And I, for, like, months, I just do Dave Chappelle paintings. He, he, um, <laughs> so but I could have sold the, Dave, the Tyrone Bagums four times. Is that right? Yeah. Are you just holding on to them right now? or No, I, I sold them. Oh, okay. I sold them, and then I painted them again and sold them again. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, people flip for that painting, yeah. Yeah, they they look great. And um, I, I, did, I did have a question. So you did a lot of um, uh, graffiti stuff. How long did you do that until you made a transition to uh, oil painting? Uh, w- around 98, 99, I started going to oil painting school. Why, why did you make a decision to do uh, that? You, uh, you grow up, you need to get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to get a skill or something. So I went to like a fancy little art school, and I'm like, and then I was, prior to that, I studied art history for a year. Right. Because my funding fell through to get into Cornish. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get ahead of the game, and I'm going to go to Cornish, and I'm going to study all these masters, and they're just going to love me when I get there. Yeah. So I get in there, and it's like a modern art school, and they're like, do whatever you want. And like right. these teachers that can't draw. and they're, Like I'd study these old masters, and they'd be like, here's my advice that I'm passing on the young artists. Yeah. And then I'd get to this art school, and they'd be like totally contradicting these artists. I'm like, okay, I'm paying this out of my pocket you know, to go to school. So I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm going to be like Picasso. Yeah. And I'm going to get kicked out. And I'm just going to get kicked <laughs> out for being a G and saying what's on my mind. And then that's what happened. And then I ended up applying for a scholarship at the school called the Seattle Academy of Real Start. And they're like, oh, yeah, we understand you. We right. know where you're coming from. Just be cool. And you can come to our school. And, uh, you know, things will uh, be what they are. Right. And so that I ended up getting a scholarship there. And then I, I spent next three and a half years in an atelier program, which is like uh, the way the old painters would learn yeah. the craft. Like they paint a model one week then they'd paint some plaster casts and then during that time I started selling still lifes through a gallery and then yeah so when you say the old masters were you specifically talking about like I, I personally like I go to Netherlands a lot I love those old Dutch masters Premiers and Franz Hall and like Rembrandt and Franz like. Hall is one of the best there. when I say old masters I mean just people that know how to draw okay like just anybody along those traditional lines was like like where you can see like some skill and like talent and work and like understand what's going on it doesn't have to be some weird profound statement or some cutting edge modernist like piece of work that needs to be sold to you through some critics like critique of the work that's passed off onto you to make it feel like it's relevant and important it's just like you look at it and you're like oh that's cool I like that you know, it's simple. I understand. That's hard to do. Oh, that's nice. You know. So oil painting, is that more technically involved compared to, say, when you do graffiti work? Uh, yeah, because in oil, graffiti is the paint. It, it's all what you make of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like you could be as crazy as you want to be with oil painting or with graffiti if, you're, if you know how to. And, uh, but I prefer to put that sort of uh, effort into oil painting. As opposed to graffiti, but you know, I could take graffiti and do some pretty wild stuff with it because I'll, I'll, I have this new piece I want to do because I'll make like the little letters out of clay, right? And like the graffiti letters, and then I'll use that as my sketch. So when I paint, it's like three D. Like I can do traditional graffiti murals, uh, really good. Uh, but I like dimensional sort of uh, works, and so I'll make that. I want this new piece where it's like I, I do a piece that says dream out of clay right and then i break it 
And then I want to do the painting of the broken dream. So it's like shattered dreams. So it's like kind of conceptual, kind of. I think, but it'd be real 3D. I think, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, I primarily focus on on uh, oil painting just because you know that's that's where I, where the money's at for me. And, and I know I just recently interviewed your friend Charles Kraft, and I guess last three or four months Seattle he's been controversial. Extremely. Uh, yeah. He was he started as a painter. Then I think 25 years ago he started doing ceramic, yeah. and I went to his house. They're beautiful work. You know, some people might be sensitive about some of that topic, um, subject matter. I guess he called them disasterware. Yeah. Some work have, in a bombing of Dresden or swastika on Hitler and things like that. But I have to say, technical scale and and the way he made them, they are beautiful work. They're very beautiful. Yeah. So, how did you meet him? And I guess you became a ceramic artist as well. Yeah, I met him because I was introduced to him through the art critic uh, Regina Hackett introduced me to his work, and she was doing a uh, profile piece for the Seattle uh, PI. Yeah, and then I became intrigued after I saw his uh, ceramic guns, and I just showed up and and uh, wanted to know more about it. And he just helped me understand how to do uh, the ceramic art, and uh, he even like uh, you know used some of my one of my ideas and made a lot of money off it. Like I was making ceramic spray cans. He like was selling mm-hmm. for 600 pounds at an art show. And, uh, and, but he taught me everything. He's a supreme, uh, ceramicist. I'd love to see his work in some exhibitions out in. Uh, so that's in, great. So he, you know, you know, I know some, some artists are very sensitive about trade secrets or how to show things. He just taught you. He taught uh, me that's the, that's yeah. He just taught me. Yeah, it, I like art where there are no secrets. Mm-hmm. Like I like art that's like, yo, this is this is what he painted, and that's how he painted it. And you know, I don't like to have to be like, oh, I can't tell you because then the mystique is gone. That just says you're you, you're bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like you're not like like you're not the truth. It's like it's just not being the truth. You know what I mean? The truth is being like, yo, here's how I did it, and I painted it. I looked at this. I painted it from life and. And that's what makes it hard, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, yo, the, I can't tell you how these edges got blurred because then I'm gonna be exposed for just being like some one-trick pony or something. Be like, no, Char- Charles, I understand what he did and how he did it, and he is uh, an impeccable Delft uh, painter. And I've been to that city in Netherlands. Yeah, I'd love to go someday. And I've seen those museums. Also, one in Amsterdam, and yeah, they're just work of art. Yeah, I mean, it, but it, they have a utility use for them. Like you could eat, put food or drinks in them. But yeah. they're beautiful work. Yeah, um, well, you know the little Delft where they have the little boy and the girl kissing, the little Delft figurines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do a a, a a series of those. I want to switch it up and do my own little version. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. But when they when when they use that city's name for particular ceramic art, is it type of uh, color? Yeah, they're talking about it's, the, the blue, right? It's the blue and white, and the okay. Uh, it, it's more than the blue and white. It's also a myolica base that was put over a terracotta ceramics to uh, imitate the Chinese porcelain that was uh, highly prized. And uh, you can look at the bottom of real Delftware, and you'll see it's got it's like got brown because the tin glaze wouldn't cover all the way. Oh, that's why. Yeah, because it. There's like there's a whole history about that, and I'm, I don't know all of it, but I know it's from started off in China, and it's like from the tulips. Like they they were really big on the tulips, and the, they loved the, the Chinese porcelain. It was just really expensive, so they're trying to copy it, and uh, they came up with the Delftware. And I really like the way Delftware looks with the, over the brown. It's really beautiful. I think it's beautiful, and it's interesting. It, it teach you a piece of history too, because there we, you know, whatever was subject matter was prominent at that era, and whether it's the places they travel or, and um, the work. I mean, it was beautiful. Well, that's just one piece after another at the museum. Yeah, know. I'd love to see more. I always go to the Met, hoping that they'll have something on display because I know they have a huge collection, but they don't have any on display right now. But the, a lot of the Asian ceramics is just. Is wonderful as well as interesting to see what they do. So, are you kind of half and half? Like you do painting, but you also do ceramic. At, uh... I I do primarily painting, but 
occasionally I I do ceramics because I like to make see, those to your right are mm-hmm. ceramics I've made. And those are some cell phones and ceramic markers. Right. I, I like to make those a lot of the times. Uh, I give them to people. Also, oh, do you make these too? Yeah. This is not a real spray can. No, those are ceramic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you're sitting in a whole ceramic studio. See the see the the gallon of that that jar in front of you? Yeah. That's the clay and those are the plaster molds. I make I, see. I make the molds and and then I have a little ceramic kiln up front and I'm making a ceramic house of cards right now right. cuz I'm doing ceramic house of cards painting. But I want to have the ceramic house cards. Uh, no, I'm doing a regular house cards painting, which I'm looking at. It's beautiful work. Yeah, this is. I will a, take a picture of this it. This is a fun painting because it's got the. Uh, it's kind of like leaning over and it's kind of yeah. jacked up. I did a series. Uh, I did a painting of this before when it was all together, but then it got knocked apart. Yeah. So this, I'm gonna have this next to that one because this is kind of like the ghetto house of cards, but it's like it's like <laughs> it's it's like beat up and it's like right, but it's still standing. You know what I mean? But it'll be fun in the next next to see to the big tower cards. I like house cards because there's a lot of uh, metaphors and symbolisms, and, and they're very meaningful. They're also just really simple and, and uh, tr- timeless, you know what I mean? I, I like what you do because I've been to the... Um, God damn it, I can't remember the main museum for um, Amsterdam. They just reopened it again, fixing everything up. Museum? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was there six months ago for the second time in the last eight years. And I love the old Dutch master, but especially Vermeer, just the attention to detail and the lighting. And they're usually like picture of a girl pouring water or still like yeah, the food in the absolutely. side. absolutely. Girl with the milk. Yeah. I, I love all that work. Just attention to detail. And those paintings exemplify that the owner of the house, usually middle class or upper middle class or, or a business or a tradesperson having those beautiful paintings in the house. And... It's trying to exemplify the upper class people, you know. I like it because you use your old master's technical skills painting these things, but you also you were paint ordinary stuff. Like I love that thing that you did. Uh, was, was it looks like a crack pipe? Yeah. Or I love I love that one, especially love the one with the Playboy magazine with uh, um, the masterpiece. Yeah. That, yes. that, Masturbation. That, um, that painting uh, took me broke. It's it's called a masterpiece. It's a Playboy magazine, some Vaseline, and like a dirty sock. It's like, it's like master, like jack off, but masterpiece. It's just kind of a joke. But that painting got me uh, uh, it into some serious uh, exhibitions because it what sold to some uh, you know. Uh, some really uh, prominent uh, people in the art world, and uh, then they're like, "Oh, we'd like to see more." Yes. And then they came through, and then they kind of took me under under their wing and put me in a, some exhibitions. Like I, I don't really know if I should say any names, but it, yeah, they, there are, things are going down right now that are like life changing. Uh, uh, thanks for yeah. this, like real success. I, I really like it because that is part of you know people's life, especially guys' life. You know, yeah. And it's just really chance that it's, it's such an ordinary thing that is such vital part of men's life. And I like the fact that you use such a wonderful technical skill of painting something that is, you know, people probably don't want to talk about it, but that is a big part of our lives. Yeah, you know? the, yeah. I'll t- I'll I really t- like it. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you more about that off camera. Cause, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, you don't don't tell me who bought it and stuff. I don't. I want to protect their <laughs> privacy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really like yeah people, artwork like that. People react. I just try to have fun with it, make stuff that's fun and interesting, and not like like uh, that people can understand and relate to, and have some like like a simple idea like that, and then like but be able to back it up with like some skills, so that'll give like some power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are talking about jacking off, like it's like some like interesting shit. <laughs> but you know, what I mean, it's it, but you know, you do a painting. It, it it's the strength is through through knowing how to draw and stuff because that's what people rec- respect. So mm-hmm. it's like you can put some grimy shit like crack pipes and stuff, and people are gonna, you know, it's like oh, I'm just trying to show people how beautiful crack could be and just absurdity. It's like of like modern art and artists that do silly stuff. 
I, I think sometimes some of the art are, are so complicated. I think ordinary people either mystify or intimidated by it. I like the fact that, you know, I interviewed David Cho for my podcast as well as Saver. I love David Cho's cover he did for the Vice magazine with the girl with the, 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 the uh, buildings. The, oh, you know. The, it, was that Manhattan? What's, what's, what is that? What is I don't this? know what city, but it's interesting. He got sued for that, if I remember right, because some other guy had a similar painting in England where he drew pictures of, like, building or something on the head, and, like, Dave never seen that person's work. No. But he felt like his art was stolen by Dave or something. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's horrible. You know, it's like a lot of times I'll have a good idea, and I'll be afraid to Google it. I'll be afraid to Google the keywords because I'll be like, dude, that's my idea, and I don't want to see somebody else's because it's just such a good idea. It's like I know somebody else will just has probably already done it, and I don't. Even, I'm afraid to even look. <laughs> but, but is that is that a copyright infringement? Like no, people... absolutely not. Like, dude, it's like, is this a copyright infringement because I'm painting a house of cards because Chardin painted one and Picasso yeah. and like, no, it's my interpretation of the concept of the subject matter. Like they did their house of cards. I'm doing the fucking the ghetto cards. Yeah. Like this is like the Leaning Tower, but still standing up. Shit, <laughs> you know, it's his interpretation on the subject matter. You know, I ain't gonna sue somebody. You know, what I mean, it's like, like that. That's 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 not not cool. Because D- David and 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 Saver, when I interview him, like, Saver, yeah, yeah, I met him a few weeks ago. I love that guy. He's, he's, he's really great. awesome. And and I didn't re- I didn't really appreciate because, you know, my brother and I, we grew up in really bad neighborhoods in, in Carson, in Carson and Long Beach, middle mid eighties. Was it gnarly down there? I went down to San Bernardino as a kid, and it was terrifying. It was terrifying for us because we lived in a really bad neighborhood, and, and, and it was an epidemic of uh, peak of um, crack cocaine. Gang violence. Gang violence. So I really couldn't distinguish the difference between gang graffitis and just graffiti as art. No, gang. Yoshi's straight gangster. He's sick with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really afraid of him, but, you know, it, you know, you, it doesn't matter if I'm older brother. Eventually, every guy reached certain age he's not gonna listen to anyone you know and thank god nothing really bad happened to him except the graffiti i mean um skateboarding accident yeah, so i, I like couldn't... like his graffiti the beauty of it yeah. is like intimidating to look at it it's like the gnarly <laughs> it's like he's just it's it's like real fucking gnarly la graffiti like the la graffiti and the new york graffiti and the philadelphia graffiti you know they like the Brazilian graffiti—they they have a lot of these different things, but is there a big difference between all, all, all? the styles? There, there's a huge difference. Okay. Yeah, but Yoshi's a real master of the LA uh, uh, tag banger style. And it's just cool to me, but I, not a lot of people wouldn't understand it, just because it's like they—they they, they just assume the crime, criminal aspect of it. Yeah, they it. don't see the beauty of it, I guess. And it's, but it's like I understand like what he's like. That's just—he's sick. He's good at good at. I think that shit's really cool. So Dave and Saver was telling me, like, graffiti, if it's done right, it's like public art for everyone when they don't have chance opportunity to go to a museum, when they don't have time sure. to do it. That's so, how I feel when my yeah. tag's on display. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like we are saying, the politics of it. That's the beauty of it. It's like there's no politics involved. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to put this up. Everybody walking out the street is going to see it. And uh, that's wonderful. It's like I don't have to have had... Uh, it like all that stuff about people fucking people to get a show about how, who's your daddy all that shit all that shit is true mm-hmm. that shit is so real and uh the beauty of graffiti is it just transcends all that shit it's like motherfucking fuck i'm gonna fucking cuss and i'm gonna shit and i'm gonna piss on this wall and it's gonna be in your face all day every day but you don't have to be like that you could actually be like you know i'm i just want to make a nice picture and put it on the wall and it, you're going to have to look at it regardless, or you can buff it or whatever. But that's the beauty of graffiti. It, it's just, uh, it's like wildflowers. Like, I'll paint, like, wildflowers on little spray cans. Be like, dude, why are you doing that? Because it's just like they're beautiful things that just happen, like, just out of nowhere. It's just like something that just showed up, and it's just shining. And it's like, it's, it's, it's the truest form. Well, it's not the truest form, but it's, it's a very pure form of expression. But not always because with all the street art stuff lately a lot of people have like weird intentions i i think because it's just like what, what what do you mean when you say weird? like they're trying to, to get come up off it you know what i mean like and that's cool but i feel like people are, are doing it just for uh to try and like make money at this stuff and that's cool too good for them but 
but yeah, like in the heart of it, graffiti just should be just fun, and 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 uh, and you know, if you, and you have fun and you do a good job, that should that shit's beautiful. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it to see your name up like that is just wonderful. It's just it just feels just as good to see your name or your graffiti up on you know a good spot as it does to see your graf- artwork up in a museum. It it really does. It's just radiant. It's just it's just pure joy. It's just beautiful. It's like it's just great. Like I'll just like it is. You know, but by any means, I'm an expert. But I've been hanging out with those guys for so long. Recently, every once in a while, I look at something like, "Oh, that must be Saver." You know, it took me a long time, and I still have a lot to learn. But it's kind of it's got to be flattering when you do a certain style of artwork that you like. And and people start following it, whether it could be all over the world. And you know, when did you did you have? You must have had the experience by now, where oh, that's Jesse Edwards' work. If pe- people, people, well, what do you mean, the oil painting? Oh, in in any uh, ceramics or graffiti or uh, oil painting, like eventually somebody will start noticing, like, oh, that's got to be his style. Uh, let me think. That's a good question. Uh. Yeah, I hear people that you know. A good example would people tag me in Instagram. Oh, really? Some, yeah, of something that they think would be a one of my like concepts that I had painted or something. They'd be like, "Oh, look, this reminds me of you," or something yeah. like that. Maybe that is a is an appropriate answer as far as uh, being able to give a good example of uh, uh, people recognizing uh, me uniquely for. Uh, my own style. They, you know, I have a couple more questions. I know you're very busy, and I appreciate um, talk to me. So you you went from Seattle to East Coast, and they said something about you also traveled to Spain, did a bunch of yeah, artwork there. Madrid, yeah, that was dope. I could t- I fucked up Spain. That was great, Madrid. It. it <laughs> so how did that happen? Like, did you just decide to go to Spain? No, or? I went with my mom. I I went with my mom, and I was supposed to go with my brother, but when we got from when we went from Seattle to Toronto, they wouldn't let my brother pass through Canada because he had a weapons charge. So do I. Yeah, so they sent him back. So thank God, because he snores, and he's he stinks. <laughs> and, he, and he likes to like bring home weird people and drag at night, and it makes me real uncomfortable. But So you three were planning to go... Yeah, to- so it ended up just being my mother and I. And when I got to Spain... It was it was beautiful because I love Spain. I love uh, the Spanish painters, and then I didn't realize how awesome of a city it was. As far it's as it's it's incredible. Uh, oh, oops, sorry. That's okay. Let me. I'll pause okay. it. There you go. It's okay. Don't worry about. It. Okay. But uh, like, there's so much graffiti, and then I got to the city, and then uh, I did some landscape paintings in the middle of the city called the SOL, the Soul, and uh, then at night I just paint, do graffitis, and I didn't realize it was like the capital of Madrid I think it is or Spain or yeah for sure and they have some amazing collection that were like Picasso Guernica's there and all the great um, the Velasquez yeah but yeah El Greco's there too El Greco's is if I were to have to pick a favorite artist if if I really pinned down and had Mm -hmm. to make it might be El Greco you know what's so interesting because his stuff is like elongated a lot of the time and I find out when I read a little bit about him, they were saying that he had a very bad vis- eye vision. Yeah, I don't think he did that on purpose. I think that's just how he did it. Yeah. I think I think that's just how he rolled. Like, he, I don't think he had a choice in the matter. I don't think he was, like, trying to do some, like, you know, big-eyed children like a lot of people do. You know what I mean? I think that's just how he – that's just how that, – that was it. That was – his stuff is incredible, and I know they have collection of Goya too, which I love. Goya, dude, unbelievable! That, the, the, dude, those artists were just like incredible. All the classic Spanish masters are in, mostly in Madrid, and the Goya has that uh, famous painting of a woman laying down naked. Yeah, n- nude. But there's another one and where where she's dressed. Yes. And I heard that the, the, the legend is whoever had those paintings had two copies where they have a lever. So basically he has that closed one. Sure. Then whenever uh, he has a few friends, 
he will raise the painting, same girl with the clothes on, raise it up. Underneath is the same painting, except she's she's completely naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful painting, and yeah, that is it, his. Yeah, it, in the Prado, you can see it's like battle. That's it. That's the stuff. beautiful museum. I highly recommend everyone to go there. Yeah, it. it that, that's just. Like I don't understand how people would just be so talented, especially Velasquez. It's just mind-boggling. It, it's like I, it, it. That's why I like I like a lot of the impressionist work because you know they're easier to digest. It's like they'll be you know these paintings are usually around three feet mm-hmm. deep. It's like you can really understand them, but these the Velasquez and, and the the large those Goyas like they're just so incredibly like beyond my comprehension because I just can't figure out how, how that could how to do it because you know Velasquez started painting it like when he was like eight or something it's like he got into a painting studio like in and like by the time he's like a teenager he was like the grand master and people were hating and he was just chilling in the palace doing what he does but it's like because you know he started so young it's, it's I can't even imagine how how that happens but but i know they're another beautiful it's just it's just unbelievable that anybody could have could do the things he's done he's considered a spanish master but actually his name's el greco he's actually greek oh oh no that's Greek. i was talking about velasquez oh velasquez oh, yeah. okay dominico theopocalypse or something yeah it, yeah the greek one that's what el greco meant what was the one when like it's a famous painting of you actually seeing a, a painter you see him drawing picture through the mirror and there's a the oh, whole family Oh, uh, he's not drawing the picture through the mirror. That's that's the the reflect. That's supposed to be through the eyes of the royal family. That's right. That's, royal, that's Velasquez. That's the royal family in the mirror, looking back, and that's their view of the yeah. Because you see the daughter with the midgets, and it's one of those mystifying, famous paintings. And I can't say it's in Spanish, but it's Las Mignanas. There you go. Yes, that's why you're an artist. And that is such a spectacular work, and he, he he's considered to be by a lot of people the greatest painter that ever lived, and it's it's like I couldn't couldn't dude, he's just it's just like the dog. I always remember the dog, how good that dog is. And uh, there's maids, and there's a couple of midgets for the yeah. play native that the the, the 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 king and queen's yeah daughter. That's the king and king, and then there's the Velasquez self portrait on the left. Yes. And way back in the reflection, you could kind of see shimmering reflection of of the royal family. Royal family, yeah. yeah that's, that's, and I used to sit there and like stare at it for a long time. In and the Prado, yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's got a huge room. They won't like you take pictures or anything. See, I'm not an artist, and I'm not, I I would go to a museum like that and just like amazed by it. And I think when you're an artist, it probably expands your imagination, right? Like it, it, it's one of those things that's just so good. It's it's so technically like. Uh, developed and everything it's just like mind-blowing it's it, it's just like yeah you can't even wrap your head around it it's like okay i'm gonna go back to paint the ghetto house of cards that, that was cool <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's like it's one of those things where it's like you just know you've been beat you know what i mean because you know i got a pretty competitive spirit but it's like you go around them it's just like it's, it's see i tend to gravitate towards smaller paintings where it's like i can understand and kind of take it and those ones right. are just so grand it's and like, they're massive too. Yeah, they're, they're commissioned by like these, the, the royal family, and that like probably pays huge sums of money for them to be made. And they want them in their gr- huge palaces. It's just it's just so grand on so many levels. Like, and the technical facility of the artist himself is like the, it, they're just it, it that's it's amazing that that stuff like that happened. It, it's seems like it's they're never gonna it's never gonna be like that again. So when when you went you had no did you have some idea what what you were gonna see? Or well, did was, your mom surprise you and say, Hey, let's go Madrid? Well no, I, I was gonna go check out the museum so that's what I wanna do, but But even then you you must have been like awe by the work when oh, you see yeah. it, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh and then the it, the town's great because I gotta do graffiti all night. Because they have these places called hip hop shops and there's tags everywhere, so I was my mom like my mom would look at me. She'd be bummed because she'd know I was going out. But that's what. So. Was she worried that you might get caught by police or anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of dumb of me to go do shit like that out on vacation. But I'm not the brightest guy. So did you did you <laughs> did you knew the graffiti people there or you just no, met them? I just I just rolled by myself. Okay. But it's great. I love that town. That town's wonderful. It's it's it's. Um, I I was. 
I was surprised how beautiful the place was, and people are very friendly. I usually like cities right by the water, and that's one yeah, of the that's few cities. I want to go to Barcelona. It's one of the few cities in the world, the major cities, that is landlocked. But I, I was a little tentative to go there, but I went. I, was I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize that landlocked. But I, I bet the Barcelona is probably amazing. It's amazing. They have a very nice Picasso museum. And and I think I also went to Salvador Dali's museum, too. And if you have a chance, um, go. But my friend, another one that I like, Hieronymus Bosch. Hieronymus, yeah, he's great, too. Yeah, and I think it's in there that the earthly delight. Yeah. In the, in As the, a kid, he was one of the famous painters that I really liked his work with the little people and the eggs. Because growing up, you know, my family's religious, and they're generally like, you're going to hell, this and that, for being a bad kid or whatever. But I saw, what is a word? Triptych, where you have three yeah. uh, pieces next to each other. Yes, that's it. And uh, I know Francis Bacon you did a lot of those too. Sure. But that that the Paradise and Earthly Delight painting, three parts, you have heaven, earth, and hell. Like there's and, some gnarly stuff going on in those paintings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it looks like scene from Hellraiser. Other, e- eating each other and shit. So, a um, couple more questions. So, you're, you're, you're having a, a great career in New York City. Yeah, it's starting to take off. Like, uh, these are the final days for me down in the studio. I've got some guys who are going to sponsor me to have a real studio up in Chelsea. Oh, man. Good for you. And that's a real art community right there. That's the center of the world. Yeah. The modern art world, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that? Chelsea Hotel is right there on the 22nd and 23rd. Yeah, I'm going to be on 28th. 28th. That's a wonderful area by close to Flatiron Building. I love that whole yeah. area. Yeah, all I gotta do is paint, and and uh, the things will be taken care of. That will take my paintings, <laughs> but but I'm all right with that. You know, I mean, I've been living like I came out here, and somehow I managed to survive. Like, and it's just been un- unreal to have. Uh, parlayed uh being a bum into the things that have been going down lately like i've just been in a show with uh it's called dsmv uh, curated by uh david riminali and it was uh uh put on by a vito schnabel mm-hmm. and you know that's like the most prestigious thing i've ever had the opportunity to be in you know i had two works in it it's up right now it's at the post office at uh across from penn station on like 29th Street. Okay. There, the second floor they uh, has been uh, desolate, so they refurbished it and put it, turned it into an uh, art show. And it's like all blue chip artists, and then there's me. So it's like huge step forward. Well, you're blue chip now. So yeah, it's uh, rap. I'm on the I'm on the roster. <laughs> See, the thing, yeah, it's like my little. Niche is like I'm going from like being like, a, like a the, yeah. We'll see how things pan out, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a huge huge deal for me. So it was uh, when you whenever you add new roster of things you do, like whether ceramic or I don't know if you do sculpture, but uh, I I I like to do like c- ceramic sculpture, like okay. I'll make stuff because a lot of times these are like mold made. A lot of stuff I'll make. I'll have to, I want to make by, but I won't be able to make them all. So I'll make them by hand. But I haven't done, I've done a little, but I haven't. I'm gonna do more because I want to make like these cool little ceramic lamps and stuff, mm-hmm. like with the base, where it's like I want to put like figures on them. And yeah, I, I gotta say they 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 look real, like yeah. especially this spray can. Well, you know, it's just mold made. It's, yeah, it's a traditional way of making ceramics called uh, slip casting. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're wheel thrown or anything. But you know, you take those and you sand them down, and you make them all real nice. And then the art that really goes into producing those is through the painting of the imagery on it. And How long uh, does it take? Let's say you do one spray can. A couple it, hours. It depends. If I want to do oh, China, that's it. If I want to do China painting, then it could take a couple days. What uh, does that mean, China painting? China painting is uh, a technique in which I will uh, paint. In an oil-based luster glaze, okay, which is composed of uh, uh, oil and uh, frit glass, 
and it's basically like doing an oil painting on I see. because it's oil based uh, glazes but those will take a, a number of days but if I was just going to do the Delft style right. just the blue that I could do that a couple hours so you really have to steady hand because <laughs> you know yeah it's easy yeah it's easy because you can just rest your hand you know what I mean it's gotcha really focused it's not that big of a deal what's harder to do is big paintings big big broad paintings because they take so much so much more of every so much quick two questions I'm done um, I didn't have a chance to talk to Charles Kraft about it and he was influenced by Morris Grave sure did you actually knew the guy he did I didn't oh you didn't know him no and and, and why is he so influential Pacific North because they're saying he's an artist and mystic yeah he uh, why he's so influential um was he a very accomplished artist himself? Yeah, as he, he, he was a good artist, and not only that, is he was uh, extremely successful. Like he had to show, like a a number, a large body of work in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay. So it's like after you have that, like you're high, pretty high on the totem pole. You're you made it. You know what I mean? Right. So he's extremely successful, like that artist. But he was also mystic in Pacific Northwest. I didn't even know there was a movement in Pacific Northwest. Yeah, the now. mystic, the the Northwest Mystics was Kenneth Callahan. Uh, oh, there's a number of them. Uh, God, I, I can't quite. I can, it's it's not a religious thing, is it? It's, no, it's, it's a more spiritual. Yeah, it's more. Bottom line, it's just more about having fun. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's just like. A way of grouping together a number of artists that had similar like aesthetics. Like a lot of their works would be kind of a uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of spiritual like guy. I forget what his name is. But a lot of a lot of the works were about uh, spirituality. I guess you could say. And I think he was influenced by Asian art and Asian yeah, spirituality. He, he, he had a number of works from in a, in a recent show that was at the uh, Guggenheim. About uh, the Asian influence, and he had these samurai paintings at the uh, Woodside Braceth Gallery that John mm -hmm. John Braceth would show me. Uh, yeah, the Asian aesthetic. I love Asian artwork. It's very uh, it's very compatible with the Pacific Northwest because there's a lot of Asian people there. Yeah, and not only that, they they, they are just very good artists. Like. Uh, their ceramics are great. Mm -hmm. Their, their woodblock prints are just like phenomenal. Like, like the line work. Like, first, Japanese are very famous for that. Yeah. For for a society to create something as refined and sophisticated that is 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 incredible. It's abs. Dude, the, the that's just unbelievable. It's that like this refinement that it's it's really it's serious. It's serious art. You know, yeah. it's not like. Like people like just spazzing out, you know. What I mean, it's like, like that shit's the truth. You know what I mean? I um, I'm gonna release the Charles Craft episode before you, and I, you know, for those of you interested, just read the article about him. But you know, he he did he talked about Holocaust denial, whatever. But I have to say, when I met him, he was a, a couldn't be a nicer person. He was a gentleman. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, he was very nice. And he's a friend of my brother. And, you know, you don't have to be right to have opinions. And I don't know one way or another. I just, it's it's very unconventional thought. But Yeah, I couldn't he, agree with you more. He, well said. He, he didn't come from any sort of anger or malicious. And he did write his questions like, we don't know the num number of a Holocaust, whatever. But um, he was very kind. And um, he did say nice things about you. And... There was this kind of like, I don't want to be corny, but it seems like there's like brotherhood and art. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, and, and, and it's it, great. It, it's like a master handing down like skills and helping me yeah. understand how to carry this. Like, like I have no interest in his political views mm -hmm. or, you know, what he does as far as that. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't even, I'm interested in the art and the painting. Yeah. Like, I don't combine politics and art particularly and especially what he is interested in mm -hmm. is like the most toxic shit ever and i don't want yeah. to be a part of it yeah. but i love charles as a human being and i love his art yeah. i think it's beautiful i don't think he's a bad person at all i, no, I, I, I think really, he's a great person he's a great person i i had a wonderful time talking to him after the podcast we went to lunch and uh, he, he couldn't be sweeter and he was telling me his travel to 
Afghanistan and Iran and, and India in the 60s. And like, my impression was he was interested in people from all backgrounds and liked everyone. And he loved artwork. And he's a bit puzzled, I guess, you know, that this thing that happened for the last three months. Yeah, it, they don't it, take account that he's been doing artwork for a long time. No. And it is a very small percentage of him, and you know, I, I just and, it made me sad that some of his art friends abandoned him. That's what no. I was trying to tell you. Yeah, you know? no, I I don't uh, like. I never. I have absolutely no interest in his uh, his beliefs, but mm-hmm. as a person and his art and who he's been to me yeah. is. Uh, one of the most excellent and uh, wonderful people uh, ever. Yeah, like, uh, I agree. Like his work, well, first time I see it, it, it's just like very rarely do I ever find anything that I really want to know about. Like it's like I know what I know and I like art and it's like I rarely ever see any art that like captivates me. But I saw his art and it shit was like what, wow. Unbelievable! So ceramic works are just, just incredible. Just ceramic works, the machine guns, all this. I'm like, dude, that it's is beautiful, absolutely incredible. And I just had to understand it and and know. And uh, now I that I do know and understand it, all I can say is that Charlie is truly a master of his craft. And and his, he was very kind to help you learn how. Very to Very kind, yeah. very open. Like so many people are so. Standy with their knowledge. Yeah, it's disgusting to me. I could see it, like especially in the position where I am mm-hmm. and the things I've seen. It is just so much of a breath of fresh air to yeah. have someone such as Charles Kraft in the art world. It's un- it's it's unreal that someone in this day and age would be the way he is. I, I hope uh, <laughs> you know. I know you're going to be very busy. Even more busy from now on, so uh, we'll let you go. I hope um, I got the feeling that eventually down the road, when when things are more comfortable for you, maybe you could uh, do the same favor to other young artists. You That's know? all I do. Yeah. That's all I do. Uh, like my friend Andrew Barnes is on on uh, on the way. Yeah, it's like you know I understand how it is for people. It's like really hard to do, but you know it's like it's like if if I see somebody that I believe in I I it's my right to help, to go on and help them right it, it's like it's like a duty it's like I you know just if I feel jealousy or anything like I just have to get over that just because that's that's just the wrong thing to do to try to hold somebody back because of your petty um petty fucking tendencies or whatever that you know we all feel mm-hmm. it's like you got to have love and love's bigger you know what i mean like, the whole communal feeling with uh art group yeah yeah it's like there's bigger picture and it's like to be petty it's it's just really wrong you got to be graceful yeah it's like that's how charlie was he's just really good person he always wants to do group shows and stuff i'm like mm-hmm. He's he's like no I just rather like I want my friends I want my friends with me I'm like dude so he doesn't need to hug the whole show yeah but it's like dude Charlie you're the fucking you you're the you are the man though yeah yeah he's he's just really generous real giving real intelligent um I I don't understand how he got so involved with what he he got interested in but you know it's like. What, how are you going to make name for yourself if you're making ceramics? Yeah. That's how I feel about it sometimes. It's like maybe if I make them as controversial as possible, maybe that's what it takes. I, I have but, to say something like my friend David Cho. Sometimes performance arts will help his painting and stuff like that. You know, It's just really weird why some artists get a lot of um, love and like heat. You know? And I think there's there's some truth to that. Sometimes being edgy and controversial probably helps you. you it, know? It, especially in the art world because it makes things interesting. Yeah. People could look at you and be like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, and it makes them feel better about themselves. And I, art, art, art should just provoke some ideas and like whether it's good or bad ideas. It's, it, it's good to have those discussions. It's you know? good to have like real ideas that aren't, aren't just some whimsical made-up fucking drool. Yeah. Like the, what's, what's his, his ideas are just so 
anti-conventional. <laughs> anti-conventional. They're, they're, yeah. they're I, I don't, I don't even want to go there. They're, they're, right. I have nothing to do with that shit. All um, I have to say is that he's always been a great friend to me. Yeah, he seems like great. <laughs> My brother says he's wonderful. <laughs> now, before I let you go, w- w- do you have a website that people could check Jesse out? Jesse Edwards. Just Google me. So it's J E S S E, no yeah. I. Okay? No I. J E S S E Edwards yeah. dot com. And do you have a Twitter account or Facebook? Uh, Jesse Edwards uh, on on uh, Facebook. I, I'm really big on my Instagram. Okay, can we, do you have the address? Uh, Jesse underscore A underscore Edwards. Okay. Yeah, I love the Instagram because there's no weird people aren't sending me private messages. People, there's not all sorts of. It's just like, look at my new picture. Boom. You know what I mean? It's simple as that. I really like the Instagram. I, uh, it's it's just the. It's such an asset because it's like you could always like put out your new work and then people mm-hmm. that see it, be like, oh, I want to react to that, and they'll call you or anything. It's like, yeah, I love the Instagram. It's just so, such a fun thing. I'm gonna do a new ceramic phone with an Instagram. My friend Allison Gingeras. Gave me that idea, so I just like to give her a little bit of credit. Cool. We're going to put up within the uh, next three or four weeks. So, is there any big art show that coming up? Do you want people to? Uh, yeah, check out the DSMV show. Uh, and this is in New York City. New York City, up on uh, at the post office, up on Thirtieth Street. Uh, put on by Vito Schnabel and curated by David Ruminelli. That's epic. I. When does it start? Or has it already it, started? It's had the opening. I couldn't even believe it. Is I've never been a part of anything that's just so. Uh, and how long is that going for? For uh, through June. Okay. Through, through June fourth, maybe. And then, um, any other shows after that? Uh, I've got some things in the work, but nothing concrete. Okay. I I have one show I want to do. At the at the local coffee shop. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if my 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 uh, my people are gonna let me do it, but I'd like to do it just because. Uh. uh uh, I like to put my art in front of the people, and uh, I won't show in bars. But I think coffee shops are good because they're a great place for people to congregate, and it's like uh, they're sober. They can appreciate they're your sober. work. Well, they're, yeah, they're gonna, they're going to take a look at it, and uh, it's just I think that it, it's very appropriate place, and I, I it the work wouldn't be for sale; it would just be on exhibition. And okay. I would like to. Th- I think I've been doing paintings of bodega flowers, and I think the people would appreciate that if I put just one large bodega flower painting in that, because I think people would understand and relate to it. Okay. I think it'd be fun. Well, Jesse, uh, I really appreciate you doing it. it was oh, it's really an honor, fun. a privilege. Thank um, you very much. I, I like your studio and I like your work, and um, you're very talented. You do so many different ones, paintings, uh, graffiti work, and ceramic. Yeah, work, I just and try to keep it fun. Funny and these, these are really, I mean, I'm shocked. <laughs> it looks like a real thing in their ceramic work. So, all right, yeah. Jesse, thank you very much. And uh, uh, please, everyone, check out his website, uh, Twitter, can Instagram, and um, hope you guys have a chance to see his work because they're uh, wonderful. Well, thank you. Yeah, I will have a book done shortly, and uh, I should have that available on my website. What's, it, the, what's the name of the book? Just Jesse Edwards' uh, Paintings. It's just a collection of my favorite works. When, when is it getting released? Uh, uh, few weeks few months it's, <laughs> it's hard to say but okay it's almost there and it should be fun it should be available on amazon and uh, uh, bookstores it, yeah it, it actually might be official like that okay that all right one please check out his work it, they're terrific and you should get them right now yeah um well i, I can't even can't even get give you my work because it has to go through mm-hmm. people yeah <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> all right jesse thanks man i appreciate yeah, all it all inquiries are, are are welcome thank you peace thanks